I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing, a podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me as ever, Christopher William Yum Glasson. How you doing? I'm all right, thanks, mate. Yeah, just been chasing some pussy around my house. Apart from that, yeah, I'm pretty good, mate. How are you? Doesn't sound... It sounds a lot sexier than the actual uh, act itself, right? Yeah, just a random cat just let itself in my house. And me, yeah. and my, me and my wonderful girlfriend had to shoo it away. Yeah. Well, thanks for bearing with us, listeners. Um, we're a day late with the episode, but we, we thought we'd, uh, we'd make this a, a bit of a big deal because um, we've got a, a, a friend uh, on today as a guest, and it's very important that this episode comes out this week, and we'll find out why as the episode unfolds. Um, so today's guest is... Um, front man of cunt and the gang and uh and the cunts it's cunt <laughs> yay there'll be some offensive language in this episode if you hadn't yeah, realized but it's all with a it's all with a k it's, it's a fine k. right it's okay need, it's okay now. yeah you need to do the k disclaimer and then you can cunt as much as you like perfect perfect you've told yourself that as well haven't you <laughs> many times <laughs> Oh, right. Well, look, before we do anything, the reason that um, we've we've asked you back on is obviously because we're super excited to find out and get behind your campaign for the Christmas top spot in 2021. After the success of last year, uh, you're back and it would appear that, that Boris last year was a cunt and this year he's still a cunt. Is this the case? It is. And in many ways, I think... He's definitely not any less of a cunt than last year when he was a fucking cunt. No, and, uh, uh... this year he's, he's definitely, I mean, even people that thought he wasn't a cunt last year have got on board and have realized he is a cunt this year. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd a mate of mine text me and say, you should have called it. I told you he was a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've had mates like that cunt who were kind of, Oh, he's yeah, but he's got a lot. He's got a lot of personality, a lot of charisma, and he good old Boris. And now even they're like they can't defend him anymore. They're just like, oh yeah, he's he is a fucking cunt. He's just a fucking cunt, isn't he? So the, this, the scientists on, sorry, have been, scientists have been telling that us that for ages, and we just haven't listened to them. 
you know, like COVID, had we listened to the scientists in the first place, we'd have been like, oh, I can't vote him in. Oh, the thing is, you can prove anything with facts, though, can't you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this will be out, um, we're recording this on Monday evening, this will be out Tuesday morning. Um, so where, where are we at in the sort of run-up to the Christmas chart? So the single come out, uh, all versions of the single come out on the 17th, yeah? Yeah, the, the, the single, it came out on Friday, and then uh, the official first look chart from Radio 1 was on Sunday night, and we placed at number five. Nice. Nice. So last year at this point, we was at number 19, and, and we finished mm. at five. Wow. You know, I'm not saying we're going to get number one, because those fucking sausage roll cunts, they're <laughs> on BBC every time you fucking turn on BBC, yeah. ITV, yeah. anything there. They're crying and fucking, you know, they're, oh, mate, they're pulling out all the fucking stops. Have, Make no mistake, they, they got, are have, a fucking PR machine. Have they got like Ed Sheeran and Elton John into it on the firm now as well? Yeah. So if you do win this year, I mean, it does prove how much of a fucking cunt Boris Johnson is because you've basically got like pre- previous kings and current kings of pop singing about sausage rolls, doing it for charity. And um, and still, your song's still more poignant, I think, than a. I, I just think you look at you look at them all dancing around like stuffing sausage rolls into the kids' faces on on that fucking video, <laughs> and you go, that ain't reflective of the last couple of years. <laughs> like the last couple of years have been fucking rubbish. So you know why why are we pretending like everything's all right for a week? Because 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 it's not. Like last year, you know, people's fucking mums and dads and and nans and granddads died while they were fucking partying at 10 Downing Street. Like, you know, so what, we're all going to just sing along and have, have, have an happy Christmas and let it go. No, no, it's just not ready to let it go yet. That was no them, way. that was then, cunt. You've got to move on now. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he'd say, though. That yep. is exactly what he'd say. You've just got to move on. I think the public <laughs> of this country want us to focus on the job in hand. He's apologised, so we move on. It don't work like that. No, it don't. That's the thing. I think that, but it fucking does, though, doesn't it? Well, to a degree, but I think for those that don't like him, it's just a rollover. It's just like another like rollover to next week, where he's just a bigger cunt. And like now, you've just got this big fat stuffed turkey cunt at Christmas <laughs> that I think everybody's on board with. Just going, yeah, he is. He's just consistently getting it wrong, and he's yeah. not accountable. No, no, he's he's not accountable. But but the thing is, you know, like last year you had that horrible fucking milestone where it reached a hundred thousand deaths, and on that day he came out all sombre faced and said, you know, I take full responsibility. Mm. But has there been an inquiry or anything? No, you know, and and, and all the fucking PPE contracts that he, you know, his mates stuffed all the fucking dough in their pockets. There's been no inquiry or anything for it, and by the time there is one, they'll all be gone and working in fucking lucrative jobs in the private sector. It's, you know, the idea that there's any accountability with them is a fucking joke. Yeah, local business, there will be, like, we were think, we, me and Molly were talking this in the drive up, like, loads of business are suffering. Loads of normal business, people's businesses are, are absolutely suffering, but there'll be money made, and you can bet your bottom dollar it'll be money made through people who have, have got cushy connections doing these contracts. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's an absolute tragedy. He's, he's just so full of shit. He's just a he's just a weird bag of custard that constantly lies. And if you if you hear any reports of people who've known him or have met him, 
even people uh, who's the older speaker who, who was the older is it John uh, what's his bollocks who used to be the uh, Burko I mean I don't know a lot about John Burko he sounds a bit textbook that you know he's he's you know switched sides and now he's digging out Johnson yeah. um, so you've got to take it with a pinch of salt but also I can't help but think it that does sound a lot like the Boris that I see behave on TV and when we've got mates on Facebook who have met him when they were younger and just like even then he was just like he felt like a really shysty Did- Dude. Do you know? Do you know the problem is because we had a mate like that who just did whatever he wanted and was really fucking horrible to people. And the problem was he never got a proper hiding. <laughs> That's the problem is no one's ever give it. No one's ever dragged him out the back of a pub and fucking set about him in a car park. <laughs> Tuned like, him up. I don't. I don't like the idea of resulting to violence. But at some point. If he'd had that in his life, that would have done him a yeah, favour, and he say. wouldn't be the cut. He wouldn't be the cunt he's now. But he's consistently fucking. Oh, he's talked his way out of it, <laughs> and and like and now he's the cunt that he's the cunt that he is, and he's fucking led us all into oblivion. There's the un- needless fucking deaths in his hand in care homes, you know, and, uh, and 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 with staff and fucking key workers. There's people who have died. And if I was, you know, if I was a relative of someone, like, I mean, thankfully, none of my fucking family had died, but I know people who have lost relatives close to them, and I'd be fucking furious that he's the bloke at the top and there's still no accountability for it. Isn't that, like, in any business, like, a decent business, you, they lead by example. It's the, like, they, they say you can't expect anyone to do anything properly if you're not doing it yourself. And when you hear about this Christmas party and, and the point you were making about people last year weren't able to see... Uh, they're they're like par- they're like old old parents in homes, and there was all these weird bands that left people sort of like ostracised from family, uh, who could have really done with that contact, and um, you know sensible contact as well. We're not talking about mental mental like just go rampantly meeting everyone, but there was families that could have really done with you know a better policy, and um, yeah, and then there's those guys having a, a Christmas party. And just them They're dodging around, around the Christmas party is just so much bullshit. I can assure you it was done within the lines. And you just think, all you did was you said it was a meeting. Yeah. All you did was said it was a meeting, and then you had some wine and nibbles there, and it, t- and it was basically always a party. And it's like, that's just really gamey. It's like, no one's fucking stupid enough to believe that that was what that was. But that's that's politics, isn't it? Yeah. If you don't fucking never admit that you've done wrong, and you know it is just fucking one rule for them, and another rule for us. You've only got to look at fucking Prince Andrew hiding behind the nets in his in his castle, you know, uh, trying to avoid getting uh, given papers. And you're like, that's not an innocent bloke, like. But they just fucking dodge it. They just dodge it. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Before we actually start today's top five, if people want to go and uh, get behind it and try and get number one. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end as well, of course, but just while we were at the beginning of the podcast, where can people find out all about how to get behind the single? Um, there's all the information you need at borisjohnson.info. <laughs> I love the fact you've got that website. It's great, isn't it? I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to keep that forever, borisjohnson.info, oh. and just continue whatever he fucking does to just keep keep putting still a fucking cunt up there. Because... <laughs> He ain't going to change any time no, well, soon, oh, is he? He'll never change. It's funny because you said that to us last year and I wondered this year, I went, I wonder if it's still Boris Johnson. Oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I've got to be honest, I didn't want to fucking be here this year doing this. <laughs> and and I weren't, I weren't going to, I weren't going to do it because, you know, it is 
it is fairly, fairly relentlessly depressing to, to have to keep saying the phrase Boris Johnson. <laughs> and the more you fucking say it, it just don't mean anything anymore. Like, but if I don't do it, like, what are you going to do? You're just going to let him get away with it. And yeah. and you've just got you've just got to keep chipping away. If someone's a fucking cunt and a fraud, you've just got to keep chipping away at them. 100%. What's your top five going to be? Well, I thought along that theme, it'd be top five cunts with a C. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. right. Well, uh, let's kick things off. Number five. Well, I was, I've struggled a bit with number five. Because the the top four are the top four. You know, there's no fucking shift in them. <laughs> but number five, I had a few different ones in the mix. So if you don't mind, could I just go through the thought process? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 of course. course. Right. I had Don from Sexy Beast. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will. no, no. I mean, you'd just fucking, you'd hate to have him in your social circle, wouldn't you? Just like, imagine if, if you had to do a bit of business or or you was you was avoiding him because you owed him some money or, or or he was coming after you to fucking do a job, like like in the film. Like, imagine him turning up around your house. Like, it's like Mark Watts in hell. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going away, is he? No, no. Even if he just wanted to go down the pub, he'd just be so frustratingly persistent. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Yes, you fucking will. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact they they show he's a cunt by he's just pissing in their toilet and just pisses on the floor <laughs> next to it. Like, it's just so deeply fucking disrespectful. No, brilliant. <laughs> I don't believe that I've reviews who haven't intentionally pissed on each other's feet while you've been in in cubicles next to each other because that that was a that was a frequent showing for me and uh, Mark Irvine. I'd be just in a no. cubicle, minding my own business, having a piss, and then someone would just be pissing on my foot, and I'd be like, well, I, know, I know he's next to me. You never done that? I, no, no, I don't think we have. No. I, I, I did, I did offload, I offloaded a full piss next to the urinal one time when I, 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 there was a member of bar staff who was really fucking rude to me on the, on the boat at Lakeside. And so when I went to piss, I just, off, I just offloaded the whole fucking piss onto the floor of the toilets you know and i'm sorry i'm sorry about it it was probably someone else had to clear it yeah, up but yeah, i was yeah, that yeah you know if someone's just really fucking make you white ages for a drink then it's yeah. really fucking rooty and yeah. so i thought do you know what yeah have that and it was about two minutes worth as well because you know, I had a few beers the, and that. The, the, the good thing about that cunt is it was probably all water by that point anyway i, I want to make it clear that we didn't like we we didn't it wasn't like we were always like emptying our entire bowels onto each other. Oh no, just yeah, yeah, just a sometimes a bit, hose. sometimes a bit of shit, whatever, you know, just like dogs, huh? Running around sniffing each other's assholes. Why are you pissing on each other? <laughs> the worst was I, I, I must say, I have had a problem with that. I could probably, I could fill this number five slot, cunt. Really, I used to have a problem with urinating outdoors after a few drinks, and my friends would always have a go at me. And one time, uh, one of my, one of my friends, I was having a wee in a bush. Near, near a pub and I got shouted at by the doorman and they're absolutely right I've got not got a leg to stand on here so I walked away from it put me Johnson away walked away from it and then one of my friends proceeded to have a go at me while two of my other mates were standing with him and then I just started chuckling and uh, he was like what's going on and then Mark was like look down and I was really <laughs> I'd intentionally I had a I'd like long jacket on and I just not put my willy away fully, and then I just decided to keep peeing onto his feet while he was having a go at me. 
<laughs> and uh, obviously I got a bit on the inside of my jacket, but I feel that it was well worth it. <laughs> yeah, collateral damage. Yeah, exactly, mate. So, so that's uh, not your five. I, no, no, that's that's not me five. That was one I was thinking about, and another one was you. <laughs> not you, Chris. No, well, um, it's fair enough. Because you're like, because you're such a needy cunt. Oh yeah. You like you, you're you're not you're not a fucking cunt, but like you are a needy you are a needy cunt. Like all this fucking every month on the podcast, he's crying about not getting an award ever. Like. <laughs> Just wants a little, uh, like, just wants a little effigy. So I, I've, I've got, I've got him. I meant to fucking give him it. Uh, um, uh, uh, while we was on our, our Christmas, our Christmas December oh, podcast, but, um, but I forgot. But I'll give it to him after. It's just this little. Oh, that's it. He's just. Oh, that's wonderful. Look at that. A little neediest cunt award. Stuber everything. Amazing. Oh, bless. But but yeah, we, I, I I think I think go with that. I thought it'd be too horrible seeing this your podcast. <laughs> you can just cut it off now and go right. So that was Cunt and Cunt again. Don't buy a single. <laughs> Fuck off, mate. You're finished. So uh, vote conservative. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I ended up for number five. I plump. I did plump for Noel Edmonds. Edmonds. <laughs> and we 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 were talking about this on on acceptable eighties. Like I don't know why Noel Edmonds is such a cunt, but he is. Uh, I think it's, it, there's an innate smugness about him that makes him a cunt. Yeah, it's, like, it's not overpowering though. No, no, but that, but that's what he it creeps is. in there he's as a, a cunt. He's a creeping cunt, isn't he? Yeah, he's a creepy cunt. It eats, it eats away at you. That like the tidiness of his beard, the bouffantness of his hair, yeah. and how pleased he is with his with his look. Yeah. Oh, he loves his jump because he's he yeah. spent a lot of time on that, and he. Oh, I think yeah. he's very methodical and clinical, is, is Noel. He, um, he presides over every single highlight. The, <laughs> fact that, the fact that he's been dining out on a highlighted blow-dried bouffant since probably 1985. Yeah, since, since, since Wayne Talbot's pubes, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To give some backstory to that, for anyone that's uh, confused as to what that is, uh, we had a friend who I won't name, even though he's just completely <laughs> named him, um, and uh, and he had highlighted hair when we was we was where old was we twelve? Are you about thirteen probably? And uh, and just boys being boys and just being arseholes, we're like, yeah, you ain't got any pubes, <laughs> uh, and he was like, yeah, I have, and he. he went away and come back with a load of pubes that had highlights in. He'd obviously just cut some hair off his head. <laughs> Straight that hair. Him, that was sad when he hung himself, wasn't it? Oh, no. Such a young age as well. <laughs> he didn't. He's fine. Well. He's not, is he? No. Still <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah. That was in the past. We've got to move on there. Um... Yeah, yeah. Um, I think as I remember thinking, Swap Shop when I was a kid was like all right. Like I, yeah, I don't but know, you're a kid, it, didn't you? You don't know. I suppose Cheggers was on it. Philbin, like, but, but che- Cheggers was nice, wasn't he? And, and Philbin was nice. Mm. But but I question that. I question their judgment now, knocking around with Edmonds all them years. Well, I mean, or have I got him wrong? Nah, nah. nah. Leave Cheggers alone, mate. He can't defend himself anymore either. Like, leave him alone. Um, but, see, you would have missed Swap Shop, Chris, 
But you would have been prime Mr. Blobby age, right? Oh no, Mr. I'm all I'm all for Mr. Blobby. Mr. Blobby's a wonderful character that annoys Noel Edmonds and what I don't think Mr. Blobby had any right doing anything that he did really, and I loved him being on TV for that uh, reason. My dad would laugh at him, just think, and he and he just annoy, he's just annoying every. He's a busy prick. Mr. Mm. Bo- Blobby is a busy prick, and yet next to Noel Edmonds, he's he's my knight in shining armor, really. I presume that Edmonds probably had the rights to Mr. Blobby. If not, do you reckon he used to get the ump? That like Blobby was more popular than him. That sounds a little bit like Hannibal from eighteen getting pissed off by uh, Mr. T. Yeah. Because obviously Mr. T was the the main star of the show, not George Papard. No Edmonds. I'm going to see if he owns uh, Mr. Blobby. I've got to know. <clears throat> I reckon he had to sell him. He had to sell the rights to Blobby to pay that bloke's family off who fell off the bungee cord. <laughs> Did that happen? Yeah. Oh, shit. What was that on? Was that on a house party or something? Late, late breakfast show. No. I think so. I think so. I don't know whether he did sell the rights to Blobby to Powerful Bloke's family. It was just a No, I enjoy that. Comment. I think that's but pretty did, much. Did he have a theme park of Crinkly Bottom? He did, didn't he? Fucking he, hell. He did. I, I seem to remember there was all pictures of it derelict in the Daily Mail one oh, no. time. Oh, that's a, a a kind of derelict theme park. Oh, that's a tragic sight, isn't it? Nineteen ninety four. I just reading this on the news, right? Nineteen ninety four was a bit of a shit time for Noel Edmonds. It signal, signified the very moment that he overreached himself, overestimated his popularity, and built not one but two theme parks based on his Saturday night TV show. They both just obviously went to shit. Imagine that. Two theme parks. It's a bit much. What, what is it? He done something really weird a little while ago as well, didn't he? What? He drove around in a fake taxi, didn't he? You Google, <laughs> fake ta- Google fake taxi and you'll see all pictures of Noel Edmonds. <laughs> you, certainly, you certainly do, folks. Google fake taxi uh, on private browsing mode and you'll be, uh, you'll be full. <laughs> Some serious crinkly bottoms. Um <laughs> But uh, what about... Um... He drove around in a taxi with a mannequin in the back, didn't he? No, that would have been you. <laughs> no, I did, yeah, he's just fucking ripped me off. <laughs> what? No, what? he'd done something fucking weird. Was he like... Was it something to do with cats or... Oh, he had that little... Um, what was it? Cosmic ordering. Did he write a book about cosmic ordering or something? What's cosmic ordering? <clears throat> you write a little fucking note on oh, your okay, hand. Yeah, right. And then then you kind of, you associate that with something and you keep thinking about this thing and then you make it happen. So with Noel, he'd like, he'd like write a little, he'd draw a little fucking moon on his hand or something and he'd associate that with like really tidy hair and a neat mascara beard. And then we'd wake up in the morning and he wouldn't have to do anything to him. They'd just be like that. <laughs> it's completely set. Yeah, completely set. He didn't. Uh, he didn't write a, a note about those two theme parks, did he? I'm looking at this derelict theme park now, and sprayed on the walls is uh, of one of these houses is Noel Edmonds. Stop pretending deal or no deal is more than it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, isn't it? I like graffiti that really fucking tells it how it is. Another one, Mister. It's just in in this old graffiti house. This old uh, derelict house just says, uh, "Mister Blobby, touch me here." <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, uh, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, also somewhere, Mister Blobby's just like hung up in a little kind of wall. This always freaks you out, Stu, doesn't yeah. it? The thought of like a, a like an, like an inanimate like puppet. It's uh, not. It's Muppets. Are, like that's the one I don't want to see. I don't want to see the the you dead, know, dead Muppet. You don't want to see that. You don't want to go into the fucking Henson's graveyard, do you? Because that is literally. Who wants to see Gonzo just on a little coat hanger? Fuck that. Fucking. That's worse than a derelict theme park. Gonzo on a coat hanger. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing you guys should uh, should search. <laughs> on, on, online you'll find some weird shit with that <laughs> alright mate um, number four um, number four um, I had um, Peter Yallop my manager at Foster's Menswear in the 90s <laughs> incredible oh he was a fucking cunt just you know just like a, a proper cunt of a man and he was a little cunt as well and I'm not saying that all little people's are, people are cunts or he was a cunt because he was small, but he was a little cunt. He was little and he was a cunt. Yeah. Whether it was being little made him a cunt, I'm not saying that, but he was little and he was a cunt. Uh, he had a ginger moustache as well. Not that there's anything wrong with ginger moustache per se, Chris. You know, you, yours goes nicely with your beard. But Thanks, mate. He had like he had a Buffon Edmund style hairdo and his ginger moustache. And he dressed in like light grey suits like he was going to a 1980s wedding. Sounds like and fucking Begbie or something like that. Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, but but just thought he was suave. He looked like Mr. He looked like Mr. Punch with his ginger moustache, ginger bouffant in a like grey single-breasted suit, like he was going to an eighties wedding. And he was an horrible, fucking unreasonable cunt. And because I, when I was working in the shop, I weren't working for Fosters. I was working for a suits concession. So he literally wasn't the boss of me, but he thought he was. But he thought he was the boss of me. And like. I never, I never went in to make life difficult for anyone. But when someone's a cunt, then uh, you know I always just go like, right, well, fuck you, then. You know, you, you're the one that's fucking started this. So, yeah, just you know, like just these petty things you get sucked into when you work in shops, or, or you know, or, or just an environment where there's lots of people who you haven't really got anything in common with anyone, and people try and impose these fucking stupid, needless rules just to kind of maintain order in their head. You done and, nothing wrong. You just got sucked in, yeah. I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't start it, but I did finish it. Right. Do you want to get sucked in? <laughs> <laughs> so he made he made up this rule because we we used we was working on um like commission for the suit suit sales, which I weren't fucking great at anyway. But if someone come in and they wanted a size that you didn't have, we had other concessions in Topman or Burton's, you. and you'd just basically you'd take a pair of trousers. You'd run up to one of the other stores and swap them for the size you needed. And um, if you did that and the customer the customer would hang on, you'd be a couple of minutes and they'd get the size they want. They'd get, you'd get the fucking sale on the commission and they'd walk out, please, because they got the suit. And uh, he stopped you doing that without filling out all the paperwork before you took anything out of the store, which meant the customer weren't going to hang around like 15 minutes for so you to fill out all the fucking forms. Fill out the forms at the other end and then come back. And so we just carried on doing it. And and he caught me going out the shop with his pair of trousers one day and just done his absolute fucking bollocks at me. And uh, I just had enough of it and I just went, "You can't tell me what to do. You're not my boss. <laughs> You're not my dad." And uh, and he just fucking lost it. He just like went bright red and went, "Get out of my shop!" So I went, "Shut up, you stupid little cunt." <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and in front of the whole shop full of people, he just like went right, went, get out my shop like this. So I went and got my coat and, and left the shop. And uh, I phoned up Tommy, who ran the suits concession, said, like, I've had a bit of a run in with Peter, the manager. And uh, Tommy said, listen, mate, like, we're going to have to let you go because he needed me. To, like, I needed to work there. And I did other days in some of the other shops. But because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't fuck. I wasn't any use to him because I couldn't work in all the shops. Peter wouldn't have me back in the shop. And so um, I went round the back of the shop the following week because they used to have, like, these little runs along the back of the shop, like, because it was in the Lakeside Shopping Centre. Mm. And I wrote all this horrible stuff about his wife in marker outside the back, out the back, out the back of the shop. And his wife always seemed quite nice, but um, she wouldn't have done any of the things that I wrote about. Her, definitely not. But um, I think that's collateral of, damage. I think that's collateral damage of, again, cunt. You know. A, a couple of weeks later, I bumped into one of the Saturday boys who worked there, and he said like they'd all been pulled up into the manager's office one by one, and like grilled about who'd written this fucking stuff, like because he he thought he, he he was such a cunt, it could have been any one of them. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, num- number four. You, you you won. Yeah. I'm only going to be telling stories where I won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had like a proper? Cunt boss. Uh, yes, yes, and I, I, I thought I nearly thought I was going to do a complete bank robbery on the whole entire fucking outfit. To be honest with you, because um, it was just so. It, it was he, he ran the uh, he ran a, a popular restaurant that I did. So um, I, I don't know about this cunt, but me and you, smart people, right? We got we actually got decent educations, got let into good clever schools and all that. Me and you, and uh, quite deep thinkers, unlike Stu. And uh, then I went to... Well, then I'm, yeah, you know, we just get things on a different level to him. We do, don't we? And uh, <laughs> often just I... change my one and two. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I explain something to Stu and it's like showing a dog a card trick. He just looks at <laughs> me. And um, so I went to uni, got a great degree, as we all well know, then went and worked at a steak shop. Steak shop, steak <laughs> restaurant for like two years. I, I really squandered my degree, and but my manager there was an absolute. He was a, he was a top. He was he was a top cunt. He was a TC man, just because he treated everyone like shit. If like someone, if someone, someone's customer smashed one of the uh, Budweiser glasses accidentally, he'd take it out of their wages because he'd go there five pound each. Those those glasses, but he'd only do it to the people who um, would let him get away with it. Yeah, if you were like you. You you're not doing that to me. He it's sort of like he wouldn't do it. So then he's just basically a bully. He's, and a, bu- he, he's a bully, yeah. And he was doing it to like 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 eighteen to twenty twenty one year olds. It's just a that's just a weird thing. Like he's a grown man. Uh, ended up having an affair with one of the waitresses um, when he's got like he had load of kids there and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, just an all round world class turd really. So, yeah, shout out to... I nearly called his name out there. Yeah, but yeah, I, I've met one. But I've got to say, I've been really lucky. Other than working with Shu, I've been really lucky as well. Yeah, yeah. How about you, totally. Riffin? No, um, I guess in the last job, doing the like the project management on construction sites where oh, there's like God, deadlines, yeah. I, had, I had that one that I went into where he phoned me up on me day off and I lost me shit. Uh, <laughs> but apart from that, not really. My first job in Anstar, there was a, a, a manager who was a right cunt, and then there was, and then there was obviously the the manager in the last job that I used to terrorise. That I sent the letter to about you know having to have um, 
uh, has immigrants in his property. <clears throat> and uh, but apart from that, like I, I think it helps when like you don't really want the job, and like yeah. that that's the best bit <laughs> when like you just think, oh, I could probably get another job. Like that, it ain't worth like putting up with people like this. I, I, it'd be far more rewarding just to go, ah, oh, bollocks. Like, and I do think like that there's a, a real joy in that, like just being able to just go, oh, I'll fucking stick it. Like, yeah. I'll get no, my... Jobs jobs never seem so bad when you've got that little fucking light at the end of the tunnel and you know you can tell someone to fuck off at the end of it. Definitely. But, but it ain't always like that, is it? No. I saw, um, I saw a comedy mug once and it was uh, just a person taking a piss. It was just a comic, a bloke standing there on the, his uh, manager's table taking a piss. And the, you know it's the manager because he's got like a manager's sign at the end of his desk. And there's just a speech bubble from the manager saying, well, I'll take it you've won the lottery. And I think, <laughs> yeah, if, how many people have fantasised about basically doing the big the big epic walkout? It's it's like the, the fellow that um, I used to work with in when I used to do the window thing, he said, once you get, once you've got enough money to have fuck off money, yeah. And he didn't mean that as in a sign of like you got fuck loads of it, but like you've got enough that you can just go, Oh, do you know what? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like I've got enough oh. to get me out of trouble. I want fuck off money. It'd be excellent, <laughs> wouldn't it? My my uh my old guitarist sort of uh, <clears throat> band I was in back in the nineties, he uh he left his job at Burger King just by he didn't even tell him he was going. He just went in the toilet, took his uniform off, stuffed it all down the toilet, and just stuffed <laughs> the chain a couple of times so it flooded the toilet. That's a good fuck off, isn't it? That's great. But just the thought of him just walking out, fucking eating in a whopper pants. in his pants. <laughs> to the tune of Heard It Through the Grapevine. <laughs> Bangboomcreative.com. That's where you need to go for the very best in film and photography work. Yes, yes. Luke and his team over at Bang Boom have been proud sponsors of ours for a few years now, and we can tell you two things about them. One, their stuff is bloody excellent. They've produced content for the smallest charities to the biggest commercial brands, and it's always bang on. Yeah, it works. We've seen Luke deliver an epic cinema advert for Pip, amazing photo shoots for the Two Girls One Shot podcast, made the girls look incredible, and of course he's done loads of great stuff for us, great visuals, loads on Instagram. The one he did of me as an Ewok was proper good and secondly well they're just bloody nice people uh lovely to work with lots of companies can kind of take pictures and film something but not everyone can do it with the sort of passion and and just ruddy kindness that sets luke and bang boom apart from all the others so if you need some great visuals from a truly excellent company please go check out bangboomcreative.com proud sponsors of the hardcore listening podcast The world can seem like a strange and sometimes dangerous place, but with Summer Academy helping you with your martial arts training, you'll always feel safe. Dangerous loners are everywhere and usually come across as friendly members of your community. They can be simply doing DIY during the day and podcasting at night. The dangerous loner. They could also be running a well-known nightclub at the same time. Their cloven hoof is scraping behind you. Wrenchy's Simon James has been training karate for over 32 years and teaching for 28. He knows through first-hand experience that martial arts can give you the stress release you've been looking for, as well as teaching life lessons and fitness, and of course, more importantly, peace. At Sama, we teach karate, kickboxing, tai chi, and MMA to all ages, from children as young as four-year-olds to the very elderly, even Shu. 
rude. Uh, they can cater for all your needs, from just general fitness uh, or a new hobby, right the way through to a career in teaching martial arts. They run corporate training days for companies to have as team building exercises, as well as local self-defense classes. They even teach a parent and baby self-defense course. That's defense whilst carrying your child, not defense against maniac murder babies. There is absolutely no defense against them. Be aware of that. Chris, where can people find out more about the Summer Academy? Yes, you can find out everything you need over at sama-academy.co.uk. That's S-A-M-A-academy.co.uk. And maybe you'll become a black belt just like me. Uh, hello, this is uh, Chiles, um, Chaz from Love Beer. Uh, and, and I'm here to tell you about why I sponsor uh, Hardcore Listening and what, what love-beer.co.uk does. Uh, I am a fully certified by the British Beer and Pubs Association for bar installation with a focus on home and office bars. I have loads of home bar clients who have really enjoyed the service during lockdown as well as corporate office clients like Facebook and HelloFresh. I offer a complete solution from installing the bar equipment right the way through to keg supply. I also offer regular maintenance packages for those who want a bar without all the hassle. Hello, this is Charles also from Love Beer. I just want to also let you know I'm fully licensed to sell kegs. We can supply loads of different products from mainstream beers and ciders right through to trendy craft beers and even Prosecco kegs, all delivered to your bar by a certified technician. Also, why I'm here... Have I mentioned the Land Rover Beeries 3, which is a 45-year-old XMOD Land Rover Series 3 that we have done a complete restoration on during lockdown? The 3 Beeries 3 is a custom-built, high-performance bar hidden in the back of a Land Rover. The bar we have installed is capable of doing upwards of 500 pints per hour. We're about four to five weeks off having it all back together and ready to show it off. And I'll be launching an Instagram for it this week. Nice one, Charles. Nice one. (laughs) Oh, dear. Right. Number three. So, number three, uh, I've got Lad Baby, Ed Sheeran and Elton John. <laughs> okay. They're just a bunch of cunts. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just... Do you know what? Up until last year, I sort of thought, oh, you know, good, good for them. They're doing it all for charity. But then when you actually look at the nuts and bolts of it, you know, ob- obviously, the Trussell Trust and, and food banks are a great fucking cause. And it, it's horrible that we need food banks in the first mm-hmm. place. You know, and we live in a society where that's normalised fucking food poverty. Mm. It's, it's, it's fucking rubbish. But the cause, of the, the cause of the poverty is the Conservatives and the way they've run the country and the austerity, you know, and, and, and just, you know, just the unfairness yeah. in society that there's so many people can't actually fucking get by and having to resort to that. And then, you know, when now there's all this talk of leveling up, but it's not it's not leveling up. It's just a it's a big fuck. It's a big fucking lie, because what they're doing is they're just leveling up the people in the 80s that, you know, that that they got on board and gave a little fucking window into the middle class. They're just leveling them back down with the fucking poor people because they're they're all the people that are three grand a year worse off all the all the fucking poor cunts that fucking believe their lies in the 80s, you know, and and kind of. um. 
you know, and there's a lot of them around here in Essex, you know. Um, but it's that's that's the leveling up they're doing because they're not leveling leveling up the fucking toffs and and the bankers and, and and you know and the people that earn the big money with the with with the people that are fucking struggling. So you know, it's just it's just load of bollocks. And I don't know. I, I just kind of think it's a bit fucking depressing. But I sort of think that Elton John and Ed Sheeran, the idea that they've got involved with this fucking charity single with this couple of people off YouTube that's going to sell a hundred and something thousand downloads and we're going to give all profits to charity and realistically it's going to raise 50 grand mm. when Elton John and Ed Sheeran could like they could they've probably got 50 grand tucked behind their their their, their foreskin like <laughs> you know Benny Hill had bigger checks than that on his fucking mantelpiece like and he, he didn't earn the fucking amount that the, the fucking Elton John and Ed Sheeran earn they could you know, they could sort the fucking food banks out. And I know that's not the answer, mm. celebrities fucking giving them money. No. But the idea, I, I, just, I just think it's a bit fucking horrible that Lab Baby are going on Instagram and crying and exploiting fucking poverty and hunger and these horrible fucking things that people are going through when actually what they're, what they're raising in terms of what they're getting in sponsorship deals and, uh, you know, and, and the kind of knock on to the fucking advertising revenue for the YouTube channel, you know, and, and you just look like the video on YouTube's got ads attached to it. So is that money going to the trust and trust? And and there's no accounts anywhere of how much they raise. And everyone thinks they raise millions of pounds each year for charity, but they don't. They raise a relatively small amount. And then, you know, it, it's it's a lot of fucking, mm. you, you know, and, and, and a lot of that, 99p or whatever you pay for your download goes to rental companies and PR companies and what I'd, I'd much rather do than buy a fucking shit song about sausage rolls that gives 19p to charity, I'd rather just fucking put some money in a food bank or go and give some money, you know, donate money to a food bank and then try and deal with the problem of why there's food banks in the first place, but you know obviously I, I think in the first instance it was done with good intentions, but I just think now it's, it's quite disingenuous. Like I've seen a the lad baby mum crying on Instagram and and saying I'm just having a bad mental health day. And you're like, no, no, you're not. You're not. You're just crying on Instagram because after it, there's an advert for a sausage roll song, and it's just a bit. It's a bit horrible. Mm. And I, I just feel sad that people are like sucked into the old idea that the lad baby people are really fucking generous. And, uh, and benevolent when in actual fact it's the people who buy the song are generous and benevolent mm. because you know they're the ones that are donating the money and they're not being given the full information of where their money's going but so it it's, not, like it's not yeah it's not a transparent thing like because i've never i've not really looked into it uh i've not looked into uh how these sort of like charity fundraisers when they do these for for songs if they ever declare those sort of things, or as you say, is there much transparency so you can really get an idea of where the money's going? I don't know. I, I, I just, I just don't know, Chris, because you know, I just, I don't know that, that information's available anywhere. Like you never sort of see, oh, we raised this much, but I know they sold one hundred twenty thousand last year. So if that's ninety nine p a download, like Apple and Amazon take their cut, and the, you know, and the the rental companies take their cut, you know. It ain't as well, much money yeah, as, yeah. as they get back from the Walter sponsorship deals and that. And I just think the whole of fucking celebrity runs on that basis of 
you know, you're either yeah. championed or, or, or you're fucking binned. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's, it's just all a bit vile, I think. So do you think, like, the, the, the fact that they've got, you know, two of the most biggest recording artists in the history of music on their current track, do you think they could have used that platform and used them names to maybe just kind of address why there's such a thing as food banks rather than let, let's try and raise under a gram for them? Like, wouldn't it be better if we just assess this situation, look at why they exist and like who, 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 why is there poverty in the UK? You know, are the, are, you know, how accountable are the government for this at the moment? You know, you know, surely using voices that transcend like multiple generations, which is Ed Sheeran and Elton John, yeah. they, they, you know, they've got a, such a huge captive audience like they could pose them questions and them have, a, you know, a valid impact on society. I, I completely agree with that 100%. But I think you look at the video of them all done up in their spangly gear and Elton in his wacky glasses and them all just stuffing sausage rolls in their face and you just go, like, if I was living in poverty and, and, and you know, and having to visit food banks, which, you know, thankfully I'm not, I'd find that a bit fucking insulting. Well, I, just wave it, don't stop me eating. Around. I did find that. I did find that a weird one. Like, I do find it like a funny line. Don't stop me eating. Obviously, it's a play on the play on the song, but also it's also like like you say. It's like, is that what you want to joke about when you're talking about food banks with people who've got no money uh, and no food? But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Who's your number two on the biggest cunts? Um, number two is a. Uh, my my deceased nan's former neighbour, Peter Luckins. It's another Peter. You don't uh, like Peter. What, what is it about? But some of my favourite people have been Peters. Peter Johnson, my my former youth youth uh, youth club uh, boss and uh, a mentor. Uh, yeah, I've I've known some lovely Peters. So they're they're at the bell curve of uh, humanity, really. I don't, either... I don't know. I don't know any Peters in the middle. <laughs> Saints or cunts. <laughs> St. Peter, St. Peter, and Peter at the other end, Peter Lucky. Cunt, yeah. fucking cunt. Horrible cunt. old cunt. Just a uh, horrible, evil old cunt. I well, like the fact that you've really made these your own. I was expecting <laughs> it to be like fucking ranting about fucking Katie Hopkins uh, this evening. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy that uh, these are quite specific cunts. Um, I've tried to mix it up, do yeah. like a couple, couple of people know. You know, a couple they don't. I thought it would keep it interesting. Give us, uh, give us some. Backstory. And they are in order. Of, of, they are in order. Did this keep you up? You were like, you got, you got to get this right. I got to get this right. It's being put on audio. That's why I was five minutes late because I was just thinking, I've got to get these in the right order. I thought <laughs> from this afternoon, and yeah. Give us some backstory on Peter, the uh, the cuntish neighbour. So Peter, the cuntish neighbour, um, I think, I think. They were there already when my nan and granddad moved in. And he was one of these people, like King Gary, who thought he owned the street. You know, like, you would tell people where to put their bins and stuff like that. He was a busy cunt. <laughs> and um, I, don't know what, I don't know what happened. You have to nip that shit in the bud <laughs> day one, don't you? Right, right. Well, let me tell you. Uh, Carsoul's dad, because uh, he lived across uh, my nan and granddad, lived across the road to Mr. Gell's uh, when, he, when he was growing up. And Carsoul's dad, when Peter told him where to put his bins, he told him to piss off. And I, 
after that, like you, like you were saying with your bloke in the restaurant, he's a bully. And if you stand up to him, like he's yeah. got nothing to back it up yeah. with. But like where he was, he was 10 years younger than my nan and granddad. So, um, and his wife, like she was, just, she was just an horrible fucking old cunt. She's lucky she ain't in the list as well. They could have, <laughs> They could have been one and two, really, if it hadn't been for Boris Johnson. Oh, oh. Bit of a plot spoiler there. But um, <laughs> no. But um, but yeah, she was an horrible old cunt, and she'd like hide behind the bush and just fucking shout things, you know, just oh. like say horrible things. When me name was, oh, look at her, you know, she thinks she's all that, and and all this kind of thing. And I think, uh, I, I think in latter years, like me name, uh, the lady Audrey had like, had dementia. And was, you know, and this kind of carried on and it was just fucking horrible. And it was harrowing for my nan because she was worried about going out the front door yeah. in case in case she was there. And so, like, you just think it's just no way to live. If your neighbours are cunts, it's, it's a really, like, because your house is your fucking, you know, your, your place that you can go and everything fucking feels all right when, you know, when, when things are shit. So... Your neighbours are cunts. It's the worst. It is the worst. Yeah. Like, uh, when we, me and Mark bought our, our flat together, when we were... You know, our first flat man should hop on and get a mortgage, scrounge one together. And our upstairs neighbour, we'd only been there like a couple of days and she was like, well, I don't want any noise. And we were like, yeah, all right. I mean, we're the wrong person, people to say that to. And um, But we're also polite, but, you know, a bit like you, cunt. Like, unless, I'll leave you alone unless you're, I think you actually need to be you know, you're horrible and then I'm going to wind you up as much as possible. But look, we, we were literally putting up a set of shelves like midday and she was already downstairs going, fucking keep it down. And we're like, we've just moved in. We're just putting up a pair, set of shelves. And that was it. She's always been like, it's just absolute horrible, horrible person. Like we, you know, whenever there's like an issue in the flats, that's like all of our problems, we've all got to pay towards it. She's always like, well, that ain't my problem. And it's like, it's it's literally in the contract that it's all our issues. But half the time, we just think it's, we like, there's certain things where it's just not worth it. I'd rather pay a couple of extra quid than have to have a conversation or, like, try and f- threaten, like, legal action for, like, 50 quid. But she's like, ah, oh, she's horrible. Absolute horrible. And one time she came down, started having a go at us, and she was talking to me, and I was just like, Sandra, this is just ridiculous. And Mark, she couldn't see Mark, but Mark was behind the door. And even though my hands are like 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 this, like so she could see him, Mark just slowly closed the door while I was having a conversation <laughs> with her still. And, it, and the thing is, Stu knows that flat, there's a it's a glass frosted door. So we closed it and then me and Mark just started laughing. She was about half a foot away from my face. But yeah, just horrible neighbours is a is a real nightmare. It's it's yeah. you can't escape it. Can't no, escape that's that's it. the thing, is you you're stuck there with them. And like he finished that, like he he went round and offered me granddad out, and like my granddad was in his eighties, like and you know, and he was sort of in his like late sixties, early seventies, and you're just like, what are you going to drag an old man out in the street and beat the shit out of him? But <clears throat> because my nan was like, you know, old school, respectable, she's like, well, just just ignore him. That'll 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 annoy him more than anything else, and it didn't. They just carried on this horrible fucking campaign of abuse. It was fucking horrible. And I kept saying, I'm going to go around and fucking say something to him. And I was like, no, no, no. And so I didn't do it because that was me nan's wishes. Yeah. But then after me nan after me nan died, I'm like, right, fucking fair game now. And <laughs> I, I found out my my uncle on the way home from the pub one night had a shit on his doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> you should have put a banger in it for good measure. Kind of old school. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, and I, I ended up. I saw him. Um, I saw him in as the car park and just went up and went up and fuck because he's an old. He's an old man. Now. He's a frightened old man. But I just went up and just had a word with him, and and he. he, he I just left him in as the car park. Just shouting, he's like, "Fuck off, you cunt! Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> but some people, <clears throat> like bullies, need to be told, and it takes a certain type of person to be able to 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 do that. And I, I, I say to my kids all the time, it's like, and don't, if someone shouts at you, don't have that. Like, just tell them to fuck off, and like, and I think it's really important that. <clears throat> the more people that do shit like that, the, the, the better place the world's going to be. Because all the time you give someone a fucking inch that's a bully, they're taking a yard all day yeah. long. It's, it's like, easier said than done as well, though. Like, there, there are times where, like, I, like, there's days where I can be very ballsy and I'll be ready, like, ready to just have it out with anyone. And there's other days where I'm just not, I just don't, I'm not in that frame of mind. I've got other things going on. I don't feel particularly confident and I'll just let it slide. But it's it's so true, like, that for, for, for bad things or bad people to prevail, it just takes good people to do nothing. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's what it is. And sometimes I know the easy way out is to say nothing and have a quiet life. And, and actually sometimes, sometimes there are instances where you've got to be a bit sensible about situations. Stu, you, 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 you work on a nightclub door. I mean, you must that you must know that more than anyone um, that when, when it's time to deal with a situation or let, let someone sort of like uh, burn out. But yeah, there's plenty of times when I've just been like, oh, I'm not having that. I've, I've, I've had, I've ended up having arguments with people. Where I had to walk back. Like I didn't say anything. And then I've had to walk back, and I've carried on walking, and I've gone. That was that was so rude, and I've gone back to him and confronted him, <laughs> which I'm sure is like definitely crazy. But um, I've just been like, that's not acceptable, and I've just walked back. And you're like the Columbo of arguments. <laughs> uh, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, I, I think. Uh, have you got any cunts that you want to um, rattle off before we get to uh, to, to number one, Chris? Um, Steam Skull. We just did a top five uh, page. Well, it's coming out uh, uh, on Wednesday. Um, it's mm. a Patreon one without one of our sponsors, and it's all about Steam Skull. And uh, I don't know if you know much about that geezer cunt, but there's no end to that prick. Um, just go and getting lost in the YouTube wormhole of how much of a knobhead Steam Skull is. Mm. Yeah, it's it's incredible. That guy is just a world. He is a world class turd. And uh, so what's yeah. he what's he done there? What's his what's his oh. kind of well, if you ask him, he's done everything in the world ever, brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all sorts. Of all horrible... the nasty stuff. All the all the uh, like you know stuff you you know you like he's basically the poster boy for the Me Too movement, and um, yeah. and and then that's just not he's he's a massive bully. Like he, he used to beat beat on stuntmen all the time. Um, so, you know, stuntmen know when they're doing fight scenes, there's going to be instances where someone sells a punch a bit too hard or whatever. <coughs> but Seagal just went out of his way to bust people up and, and smash up stuntmen. And they, they that whole industry knows it as well. Like he broke Sean Connery's wrist when he was a stunt coordinator for one of the early, like one of the, one of his Bond films. And uh, yeah, he's just an absolute shitbag. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's estranged from all his kids because they, they really hate him. And um, yeah, it's he just was married. The... Did you know he was married to Kelly LeBrock? That makes him a cunt. Mm-hmm. A cunt. Oh no! Exactly. When I found what? that, out, that was the first thing I said. 
Uh, what what era though? Like Tidy LeBrock or Hall of Mirrors LeBrock? Uh, tidy LeBrock. <laughs> oh, that makes him even worse. The exactly. idea, like he's just going around being a massive cunt, and there's her every night with a tidy little muff just hopping out the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she she uh, un, unresolvable differences is when she filed for divorce. They tried getting married another time, but the first time he was already married. Um, he just forgot that he, he he'd not quite cleared that one up before he yeah. tried tying the knot. So yeah, he's a he's a little rat. Yeah, yeah. but then if I was going to, ma- you know, if I had a chance of marrying Kelly LeBrock, I like, and it was just a paperwork issue, you'd just fucking <laughs> sweep under the carpet, wouldn't you? Yeah, that out. We, just manana, <laughs> manana. <laughs> Oh, what about yeah. you, Stu? Have yeah. you got any good cunts? Uh, well, uh, it's impossible not to shout out Piers Morgan. Um, just different level. Just different <laughs> level. Like um, Whatever you see him on, however he tries to frame himself in whatever thing he's talking about, just the word cunt resonates <laughs> through everything. Like, but how does he manipulate so many so you know so much fucking support from people is it by pretending he feels the same way as them yeah that's what he does doesn't he he in his weird little mind he's like he's the voice of working class britain you know and mm. and i mean i went to a very working class school there wasn't a peers in my school um uh you know i went to school with darrens like not peersies <laughs> and, and and i just think the fact that he, he he kind of appeals to the the gammons as well. Like yeah. he'll, he'll just get someone on. An example was when there was this young couple that were probably about twenty that identified as Jedi's. And oh like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and he just pulled them on for no other reason than to just fucking rip them. Well, it's not real. It's pathetic, and it was like. And you could just imagine people at home just going, yeah, yeah, you give it to him, you give it to him. Who you think they ain't doing no one any harm? Like, yeah, it is, and he appeals to them people that probably have never fucking spoke up and said anything, you know, or them people that are that fucking company of ginger moustache that worked in Fosters. But I think Piers Morgan is he's a tabloid headline, and he basically he's he's a click he's clickbait, and um. He just, you know, his popularity is through <clears throat> reinforcing people's worldview, which is what, what the tabloids do and why they're all still mm. selling in such fucking huge amounts because mm. they just make people feel comfortable by f- feeding them fucking stuff and then reinforcing it. Mm. It's like, you know, it's just such a load of bollocks. That's such a good way of putting it with regards to the tabloids. Any more cunts before we get to number one? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, I, the sun, obviously. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that, 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 that's, that's a given. Um, incidentally, I did see that there's a, a new uh, drama coming out in two weeks with Maxine Peake about Hillsborough. Uh, and uh, from what I gather, is it called Anne? I presume it's about one of the women that's probably, um, this is guesswork, I presume it's about one of the women that's probably spent their life campaigning for the justice yeah. uh, for the, uh, the, uh, the the 96 in total, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I mean, you know, that's obviously just a, a, a huge fucking reason to to not read by look at the sun but just fucking whole thing with i'll tell you who's a cunt rebecca lose yeah but but i I think you know you you only got to look at fucking allegra stratton and you know the way they all fucking you know the 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 way they actually fucking feel about normal people that fucking Mm. pay their taxes and go about their daily business they you know they're fucking like they're all laughing at us behind 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 our backs. All all of those cunts, you know, all those fucking cunts in, in you know in in the you know the the tabloid editors and and the fucking people that do the PR for the government and stuff. They've got no fucking respect because we're all just fucking towing the line and giving them our dough. And you know, and and the minute we fucking start to rise up, they they push us down again. And 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 ultimately. You know, I, I don't. I just don't see any fucking change to it because I just don't think. You know, they they just make enough people feel content with their lot. Apathy, you know exactly. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Just I, I just, just about that... happy enough to have their work their guts out throughout the week and have a takeaway and watch Ant and Deck, and that yeah. that's their life and 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 and, don't know and what's they've, going condi- on. They've, they've conditioned people into you know when someone like uh, you know I'm not saying Corbyn had the answers to everything, but you know if he come along. And suggested a four-day week. They've conditioned people to such an extent. They're like, "What four-day week? Fuck off, mate!" Mm. Like, but hold on, he's saying you have to work one day less, and you get an extra <laughs> day with your family doing what you want, or going down the pub. Well, four days of what kind of fucking madness is this? What a loony, you know? But that, that's that's change. the mind, that's the fucking mindset. Is pe- people are petrified of fucking change, and yeah. that's why the status quo ain't ever going to change because mm. it. Like it is fucking scary the idea of something different, <clears throat> but you know you have to fucking sometimes make that little jump to make things better. You can't, we, you can't. We're, yeah, we're forced to repeat history, mate. If you don't, if we don't design a way forward and be creative, then yeah, we're we're forced to relive it. You look, you look. I always use Russell Brand as an example when we talk like this, and it, and it's a case of like, look how much of an audience he had when he was doing the trues like mm-hmm. way back when he was on like mm-hmm. Newsnight and things like that. It was like, oh, hang on a minute, like. He's getting like serious audience here, and it was like, and you know, young people were probably showing an interest in politics that they've probably <coughs> never shown before, mm-hmm. because he was saying, "Well, you just question this. I want to have a little look at this and question it." And the amount of like the the, the press go the, the, with the, the the press just get on him and then they shut him down, and the amount of people so divisive where so many people can like look past. Harry looked and Harry spoke and just went, "Oh right, yeah, I can see exactly what he's saying though." Like, whereas most people and I've experienced mm. it a lot. People, oh, he's a 
fucking idiot. What's he fucking know? Gonna listen fucking... to an ex-drunkie. Look at what it look yeah. at that exact all of that. Look at what he's fucking wearing. Oh. Like and it's like, well, that shit don't matter. He, he's growing. He he his intellect and his uh, sort of worldview is growing every day. If you watch and follow any of his uh, his channels, that that that's guy who's continuing to grow and uh, yeah, but you know. but not not in 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 so far as um, like exposure via the media because they shut that shit yeah. down. He was fucking a list material. He mm. was everywhere. You couldn't move for him, and he used that platform to start telling people to question shit, and then all of a sudden, mm. you don't see him on anything other than his own media outlet his own channels mm. you know or his podcast that's it how often do you see that that's what happens though and and like i've you know i'm not saying not saying it's on the same level by any fucking means but that's what's happened with this fucking boris johnson song last year and this year like it's up there number five in the charts the bbc wouldn't even mention that it was about boris johnson in case people look it up and and get behind it because you know, and, and the same with like none of the fucking newspapers of, of you know, they're all covering Lab Baby. And, you know, you look on fucking GMTV and fucking um, uh, or Good Morning Britain or whatever it is now and, and, and BBC Breakfast and The One Show and Lab Baby, they're relentlessly fucking like flogging their sausage rolls. But they won't even mention that there's another song that could, could be number one because they don't want it to be because it's not part of the system. And, and, and so... You know, I, I think they're just worried. It's destabilising. I mean, that's how they that, see it. That's exactly it. Is is the system works because everyone buys into it, and the minute people start questioning it, we'll have we'll have an uprising because ultimately the only people at the moment that can change the system is the people that are in power, and whoever's in power, whether that's Labour or the Conservatives, they they won't do it because it's turkeys voting for Christmas. Yeah. So we're we're stuck. I mean, this is this is the thing that fucking depresses me about politics is you're led to believe that you can only vote for them or them. Or them yeah. And, and and that's it. And both and, votes you know, will lose. Both yeah. votes are a total lose in most instances yeah. because they, they don't really represent much different in terms of change at all. And they have the same things where no no one answers a fucking question. No, they still in 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 this day and age, twenty twenty one, has no one thought. What scares me, I'm sure some politicians must have started their career going. You know what? I'm just going to say it like it is. So I had my dad brought me up. Say it like it is. Just it doesn't like sometimes you saying it like it is, and it's only your perception of what it like it is is going to make you popular. It's going to make you unpopular. But at least it's a quest towards truth and honesty. And that's the best thing that you can do. And Unless you're on, on an holiday camp when you're nine years old telling kids what a pearl necklace is. That backfired, Listen, I told him like it is. The fact that there was a queue of angry parents wanting to know how why I taught, why I taught a load of kids what a Bombay roll was, that's not my... I, that, I was just doing what my dad says, say it like it is. And why can't they do that? Okay, I thought, you know what? I actually got this wrong. I actually misread it. I should have spent more time paying attention to this. I got caught up with this. I'd get behind someone like that because they're showing an actual element of humanity, but no politicians do that. And, and yeah. but, but do you know what? It's, there's something, you know, and you've only got to see it on the fucking message boards and, and on Facebook when people argue. There's an inherent fucking uh, attitude in this country that saying sorry or admitting you're wrong and changing your mind is, is weak. Mm. But I don't think that's weak. That's, it's, it's strong. But 
the politicians just fucking they all play by that role. Yeah. But the idea if you change if you change your mind, that's a weakness. And and you know, and, and the, the same as like the you know, and the and the media just kind of perpetuate that, which I, I, I just don't I don't feel like that's gonna change because you look at the people that are coming through the Conservative Party and they're all they're all the they're all the same. I mean, I, I think there's a couple in Labour, like you know, Jess Phillips, I think, is someone who who tells it like it is. But I sort of feel like if you're one of these people that tells it like it is, you'll just get fucking shut down yeah, by exactly. the media. I'm sure there's so they'll, many they'll, people. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll discredit you. Yeah. So then we just get a, a load of cardboard <laughs> cut-out cunts. Exactly. Basically. Speaking of which, what's your number one? Well, <laughs> it's funny you should ask that. I mean, it's got to be, isn't it? Like, there isn't a bigger cunt in the U of K at this, this fucking moment in time, is there? No. <laughs> I mean, but it's, it's just everything, isn't it? Like... He's a fucking liar. He just, he lies like the rest of us fucking breathe. That's all he's based his career. He, he, he literally has based his career on deception, self-interest. And, and like, I guess that was, that is the game in politics. So, and he went, oh, wicked. Well, I've got this one on lock because I'm yeah. really good at it. I'm really good at it. Like, look what happened with Brexit, Brexit vote. Stirred it up just enough. Disappeared. Let let Theresa May take take the fall for it. I'm not not saying poor Theresa, whatever, right? But you know, and then sort of like read his little custard head once that the, the dust had settled there. You know, it was all yeah. it was written for him, really. This and he can play everyone. We got, I think we discussed this last year. Like he had people celebrating how clever it was. He he was trying to make a motion to delay government on Brexit de- de- decisions, which were obvious lies. Like, there was no way it couldn't have been a lie. And that people were, were applauding him for it. And I just thought at that point, it's really sad now that it's not even like they're sort of like, there's a suspicion that they're lying. There's pretty yeah. much almost a full-on a- acknowledgement that they're lying and you're fucking patting them on the back for it. Yeah, it's, it's mad. He's a, he's, a, he's a mad, mad liar who, who does so many shysty <coughs> weird things in his personal life as well. Yeah. Why are we Why are we celebrating this bag of custard? It's, it's very I, I, weird. I don't I don't understand how someone with that little integrity yeah. is in charge of everything, you know. Because in 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 any other fucking enterprise, surely at some point, if you've got someone who's a borderline fucking sociopath, can't tell the truth for fucking five minutes, and it's I, I sometimes think it's not even that he's purposefully lying. He just says the first thing that comes into his head, and he feels like if he says it, it becomes the truth. <laughs> yeah. And Pepper Pig. You know, and, and also, like, I think one of the worst things about him is just the fact that he turns a blind eye to anything. You know, um, so you've got, like, Pretty Patel's bullying, um, Jemrick's fucking bungs to do with the housing developments. You've got fucking Matt, Matt Hancock knobbing his secretary. Like, even Dominic Cummins' his trip to Barnard Castle. Like... Every so, you know, and and the fucking parties, he he says, well, they've apologised to me, so I think we all just need to move on and get on with the job of running the country. And he had this thing for a while that he could just do that and wave his hands, and it was like smoke and mirrors, and everyone looked looked away. But I think now it'd be nice if them people that got fined ten thousand pounds for like having like seeing their family over Christmas could just say sorry. Uh, and then uh, we, we just, just need to move on. on and just just get on with uh, running the country now. He, yeah, absolutely. He always disappears as well. Like, like, like they've been saying it. I don't watch. I don't watch the House Commons or anything like that. Um, because there's not a lot of Warhammer uh, in the House Commons, <laughs> so it's not really any interest to me. But I was I was I was watching him the other day. But he's not here again. 
He's not here again when he should he's be. Too busy. He's too busy spunking up someone's cunt and making another kid. He basically is, mate. <laughs> Every fucking five minutes, just spaffing up some different... Spaffing up some different woman's fanny who's been sucked in by his fucking lies. They've got sucked and, and in. Gets and shooting fucking little blonde kids out everywhere. Oh. See, I mean, it's fucking depressing that there's at least seven of him going to be around in the next fucking coming generation. How embarrassing for them. I feel sorry for them, man. No, it, I mean, it's fucking, it's fucking depressing. But the thing is, is they'll grow up to be entitled fucking lying cunts as well. Because you know, because when the bloke at the top's like that, I mean, he did all right. He did all right using that strategy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like he's he, that's his old man, and that's him, and that's gonna be like gonna be his kids. It's, it's fucking. It's de- it's depressing. It makes me feel deeply fucking despondent. But all you can do, you know. And, and I've I've had lots of people while I've been doing this this current campaign, um, you know, the all the old people on YouTube going. But he's just a puppet for the people behind him, and I. So, so what? You just don't do anything then. You've got to fucking attack what you can see. He's a lying, duplicitous, corrupt cunt, and and so we've got to fucking call him out. And and the more people that do it and keep saying it, you know, and and there's lots of fucking lots of agitators on Twitter posting videos of times he's lied and proving he's lied. We've all just got to keep doing that Absolutely. until he's gone. And then when the next fucking cunt steps forward, then we'll deal with them. When, when they're in power, if, you know, and, and I'll dimple account if they're not up to the job. Yeah, and hopefully people will get that message and 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 stop voting that way and, and be more wary on who we're getting into power as well. Because this was all here, this was all available for us before we vote before we came into power. We, we, yeah, he's he's a he's a shrewd he's a shrewd mover though, mm. and the, you know the, the most depressing thing about him being in charge of the country is like. I've started to feel nostalgic for Theresa May. <laughs> and that's a fucking depressing fault, isn't it? <laughs> fucking hell, yes. Oh, dear. Anyway, right. Top five cunts, done. Um, so if people want to go and watch the videos, because there's a multitude of variants of videos. Can I just say, the top of the pops one, admit, I was really proper rolfing because... Uh, you're singing sausage roll and you're clearly mouthing the words fucking cunt and and I could not get over how enjoyable that is to hear that and see you clearly mouth all mouthing the words fucking cunt cunt and yet it says sausage roll that's pure 1970s top of the pops like something being played and someone singing something else absolutely Uh, and and for those that haven't yet uh, seen it you've you've acquired the the, the Ghostbusters car uh, and outfits and there's a great uh, version of the video where you literally are chasing Boris um, uh, around a, a kind of all a, 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 like a sort of a, a lockup and uh, it's, it's brilliant and then you know there's the, the one that Cass- Cassette Boy done like I mean I mean the Cassette Boy one is just fucking different different level yeah he's so fucking good he's cut up cut up Boris Johnson's speeches. So he's actually telling the truth for once. I've not it's, seen that. I've not so seen good. that, mate. The, the cassette boy one—he's an utter fucking work of genius, and I'm not oh. on about my bit. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's, you know, I mean, you know, you 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 can say that, but um, no, it, uh, the, the, the cassette, please say it. the cassette boy. But, no, the, the cassette boy one's fine. If you haven't seen it, please go. Please go and check it out. And and the the important thing is, please go to borisjohnson.info. And just download as many of the copies as you can, because the more copies you download, that's how we get the song up 
you know, and, and, and challenge those sausage roll munching cunts for the Christmas <laughs> number one and give Boris Johnson the Christmas he deserves. Absolutely. And if, if people are kind of tight for cash at the moment and, and can't afford to download, what can they do in regards to streaming? Well, just take one of their kids' toys back, get sure. the money, and then just buy the downloads. Okay. Um, no, uh, <laughs> um, if, if you want, uh, there's, there's links to the streaming playlist. You, um, people are, there's a bit of a streamathon going on, and people are streaming it for like 24 hours. Like, I had lots of people say their kids are really fucked off, so they can't get any Christmas songs on Spotify. But um, there, there's a playlist um, and links to it at um, borisjohnson.info. Uh, and, and if you stream it 24 seven, that kind of counts as like, I don't know, like a fucking 12, 12 songs at 12 uh, sales a day or something. Incredible. I don't know the exact, don't know the exact maths on that, but, um, but yeah, it, it, it works as, as additional sales because a hundred streams is one sale. Right. And so like, whether you want to stream it, buy it, watch the videos, you can find it all at Boris Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Can I hope that, uh, we can uh, give you a call on Christmas Day and, and know that you've got to the top spot. That aside, it makes no difference. You're, you're currently number five midweek with a song completely done independently, calling out the person in spectacular fashion that runs our country. The whole concept of it is fucking amazing. Uh, and yeah, just wish you the best, mate. Thank you very much, mate. Nice one. And th thanks for having us on again. I'm sorry he's been such fucking heavy going. There's been a lot of moaning, isn't there? <laughs> it's been enjoyable, moaning, though. We all like calling people cunts. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, nice one. Thanks for having us, chat. Cheers, Cheers mate. mate. Yeah, see you later. Bye. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.